here on the Vergecast. Hello. I don't know. Why is everybody talking like that? (laughs) I don't know. Shouldn't I? I know this is only my second week, but. Uh, A common theme of the show is uh, (laughs) me blowing the open. Uh, Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Vergecast, a show uh, from your friends at the Verge. I like to think that we're your friends. Uh, I'm Neil Patel. To my right is Dieter Bone. Hello. To my left is Sean O'Kane. Hi. Sean was here last week. I was not here last week, but Sean was here. No. Rookie cast. Yeah, it's a rookie cast. But Sean is going to be here for a minute, and then uh, another Vergecast rookie. Jay Kastronakis is going to magically swap in for Sean. Yeah. But he, then, he's worked for us for like 20 years. Yeah. Jake, Jake, is, <laughs> we're laughing. Jake, is, Jake is not a rookie. Jake was the Verge's first test tube, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we Designed created, specifically to hit news. Yeah. We created Jake in a lab. Oh, he's, uh, he's in the room right he's here. In, he's, <laughs> it's really creepy. Uh, we, we literally, tur- Jake, turn around so we can literally talk behind your back. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. In the hype seat. Big deal. Oh, yeah. Big deal. Big day. Big experience for us all. Uh, Caitlin Tiffany. Hi. There she is. Hi. Yeah. Uh, we're clapping. I'll clap. Um, okay. So that you. That was a meager response, I bet. Wow. Well, there's only three people in the room. Yeah. Caitlin. And there's microphones. So okay. if we clap on the microphone, <laughs> then John will get mad at us. Uh, so if you are a Verge um, experiencer. <laughs> Is that a phrase? Uh, if you've the Verge, uh, if you've been if activated by the Verge brand, uh, you know that um, we often uh, use social media. That's a thing that we do. And the person that you might think in your mind uses social media for the Verge is usually Sam Sheffer. Yeah. But what is true is that Sam has a compatriot, a partner, uh, a younger, better, cooler Sam. <laughs> oh, wow. And that is Kate. Wow. Who just started with us? It's true. So you're like three months in now. Yep. Um, and Caitlin, I and I say this, I, I say this in all sincerity. Caitlin maintains one of the best Twitter feeds at The Verge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is a dark journey <laughs> into Caitlin's <laughs> mind, uh, and that mind is constantly experiencing True Detective yeah. and being pissed. Well, about no, no. It. Uh, but well, yeah. But also, Pretty Little true. Liars, right? Yeah. It's like it's like one part True Detective, one part Pretty Little Liars. Eight parts Nile Horan from One Direction, oh, and like okay. nothing else goes on in my brain ever. Uh, well, welcome, Caitlin. I pr- I promise you that we will say her Twitter handle at the end of the show. Awesome. We'll say it. That's that's yeah. my my hook for you, the listener. Uh, is I told you it was great, but I won't tell you where to find it until later. I have the least number of followers of anyone who works at this media organization. Oh, that's going to change. So. If there's one thing we'll accomplish with this podcast today, it's getting you at least one additional follower. <laughs> I already have a new one. There you go. It's to- Tobias Breitweiser. Oh, that dude's super excited. Wow. Yeah. It all, it's oh, all happening man. for you, Tobias. <laughs> I, I, I've chosen Tobias. <laughs> yeah. No, don't. No. It's so rude. Okay. Uh, you're supposed <laughs> to say super hype. Hey, Tobias, you're great. All right. Uh, so let's get into it. So we actually had a big Why? week of news. There's a reason. We had so much news. There's a reason that we need to have both Sean and and then Jake on the show. Uh, but I think the biggest news in uh, perhaps the history of our species. Definitely in the solar <laughs> system. Uh, is that we, uh, we saw some Pluto this week. Uh, yeah. Sean, you and uh, Lauren have been doing killer Pluto coverage for us this whole week. Thank you. You, you took a trip to like watch it with NASA. Yeah. Uh, tell, us, tell us what happened. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, the mission control for... New Horizons is the spacecraft that made it to Pluto this week, and that spacecraft was run out of Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory in Maryland. So NASA held a big event. They brought a whole bunch of NASA people there. The whole New Horizons team was there. All of the media was there, (laughs) Yeah, um, from big TV outlets to newspapers to websites and everything. And uh, and so I got there on Monday, and they basically, from Sunday until yesterday, have been holding media briefings, basically giving access to all the team scientists to talk about the geology of the planet, the atmosphere, the moons, everything that is going on yeah. around Pluto, and then all sort of through the lens of us seeing this planet for the first time, basically. And the funny thing is, I think the first thing that people think about with Pluto is how it was sort of a planet, and now it's not really a planet. Yeah, And it's all just sort of, it's it's like a sort of smoke and mirrors it doesn't really matter uh but everybody on the new horizons team when they were asked because they were inevitably asked about it over and over and over we're just like we call it the planet it's a planet uh really? they did this wow. whole thing where uh they they called it the Pluto salute where they have everybody hold up nine fingers so for oh the nine God. planets that's amazing so you see a lot of the press images from this week where they're like doing that so 
Um, so that all that stuff is like kind of totally ancillary. The big news was, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen this thing come into view as the spacecraft got closer and closer. And that just accelerated exponentially as it got closer because the we finally got our first real look of, you know, not just pixels, but our first real look at this thing uh, in great detail. And, and not just the whole disk of it. We By the time we found out that the spacecraft survived, we finally got high-res, um, I think it's 100 kilometers per pixel, or no, four kilometers per pixel. I don't know. High-res detail of the surface, we can actually see the mountains and yeah. everything. So yeah. it's, it's, and no craters. Yeah, and in a week, we went from it being still a pretty fuzzy little dot where you could resolve some detail to something where, I mean, somebody already made like a 3D map of it. Wow. So, wow. Um, it's, it's really pretty wild how quickly it changed over the last week. Right. And there's a big blank spot that if you look at it just so it actually looks like Pluto the dog. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, or that's a heart. One. Or a heart. Yeah. yeah they call I, it a heart. I always think it's really funny. We did this a lot with um, Philae, the lander that landed on the comet uh, last year, where we sort of ascribe these personalities to these spacecraft or, or things in space because it, it's just easier yeah. to relate to them when we think of them as like people almost, or we look for things in them. It's like looking at clouds in the sky and like trying to name a shape. Uh, so as soon as Pluto really started to come into view, we saw this heart shape, which is basically a giant plane uh, that they think is maybe made of ice, maybe some snow, uh, and it looks just like a heart. And so everybody kind of like went wild over that because it's <laughs> like you see a shape you recognize and everybody yeah, right, goes crazy. Right. It's like, ooh, bright and shiny. And, uh, but then people started seeing other things in it because like if you turn it one way, it did kind of look yeah. like Pluto. It, if you turn it another way, it looks Pluto like... Pluto the dog. You mean. Yeah, Pluto yeah. the dog. Yeah, yeah. sorry. And... Um, so yeah, so it's it's really kind of funny watching everybody like hone in on these like weird things while there's like all this other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And we also got the moon Charon. Yeah, so yeah. uh basically pronounce it however you want, no one's really Charon. sure. Uh it was named after uh the so the man who found uh found originally found Charon uh named it after his wife Charlene. So he says that you pronounce uh... it like Char, as you were going to say, Charlene, and then Own. Charon. So Sharon. Okay. And that like slips. But I mean, I heard. That's not cool. <laughs> I mean, it's cool for his, his it's wife. It's cool for his wife. Like, but his wife is like, don't call me Sharon. I think it's probably like what she's thinking. Generally. Yeah. Well, I mean, he couldn't just, I guess he couldn't just call it Charlene. I don't know. Maybe he could have. Wait, let me, let me ask you what's cooler. A uh, moon, a distant moon called Sharon. <laughs> Or a distant mood called Charlene. I'm actually <laughs> super disappointed to hear this story because I assumed it was named after the the Greek ferryman, like Karen. No, that's what uh, that's what Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying. To, he said that to Stephen Colbert, which is really cool because he's like because like he it's, it's this guy's job to like take you into hell, and this is like the one of the last things in our solar system, and so you like you dude, cross Charlene, into the outer dude, world. Charlene got a bum rap. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, what do I think of when I think of my wife? I think of uh, an ancient guy <laughs> who took you to hell on a boat. I mean, marriage, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's terrible. So hang on. So Pluto and, and I don't, I'm not going to say the word again. Charlene. Just call uh, it Charlene. Charlene. Well, no, so they don't, like, they as don't, a people, they don't we orbit, should just call it Charlene. It, like, the moon yeah. doesn't actually orbit, they like orbit each other a little bit? Yeah, they do. Uh, so, so Sharon is close enough to Pluto and big um, enough relative to Pluto <laughs> that, uh, that the center of gravity between the two of them actually is slightly off of the surface of Pluto. So right. they, they orbit this space that kind of just exists in between the two of yeah. them. Um, and they're tidally locked, so it means that one side of Charon and one <laughs> side of Pluto <laughs> are always marriage, man, <laughs> uh, are always facing each other, and um, and that's why they think there's that dark spot that we saw in greater detail throughout the week on top of Charlene. Yeah, uh, that uh, that as we got closer to it, it looked redder and redder. Uh, and it's this really big spot. It doesn't quite look like an impact crater uh, mm-hmm. because there are really small impact craters on that moon. Uh, and they think because the two bodies are tidally locked and always facing the same uh, side to each other, that spot might actually be material from Pluto that's leaking over oh, onto, uh, onto the moon. That's so, some like crazy sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and what's cool about it is like that's a thing that they kind of thought and then the data that they and the images that they saw this week started to back it up or they could you know make theories about it and so this like team of really incredibly smart scientists who have been doing this for decades uh and many of the new horizons team have been trying to get to pluto for decades all sort of working together they all the the core group of them 
uh, are known as the Pluto Underground. And they what? have been, I mean, they've literally been what? like putting together the plans that kept getting denied or failed since like the late 80s, early 90s. And it's the same like kind of six or seven people. The Pluto Underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It's like the it's greatest, great. also a house the greatest grunge yeah. record ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so they, uh, they're all these people are still like learning about this in front of you, which was the coolest thing about being there this week. Um, but what made that even better was the whole drama of Tuesday was fly by day. And what was basically happening was the spacecraft finally got there. Yeah. It was going too fast to put it into orbit, orbit around Pluto. It doesn't have enough fuel to like slow it down and kick it into orbit around Pluto. So you're just going to do a flyby past it, keep going and do as much science as you can while you're yeah. flying by it. I mean, it's like less than an hour, right? Yeah, it was gone pretty quick. It was going Where is it now? Uh, so now it's, you know, a couple, probably at least a million, probably more miles past Pluto. But and just out there. Just yeah, it's, it's headed deeper into the Kuiper Belt, which is the... Pluto's at sort of the front edge of the Kuiper Belt, which is this thing in like the outer... near the sort of outer solar system, kind of in the middle of it. Uh, where there's just all these objects, all the stuff that's left over from our planets forming millions and millions and millions of years ago are these like smaller moons and stuff that are just like hanging out out there in the darkness. Yeah. And so their new horizons is like heading out there. And if they, they're spending the next 16 months getting the rest of the data off the spacecraft and looking at all the images and stuff. So the spacecraft is getting farther and farther away, but still sending data. Right. So does that rate slow down? Uh, I think so, but it's already pretty slow. Like I, <laughs> right. I, it's like really actually, slow. It's like a really crazy. Everyone keeps saying slower than a 56 K modem. Yeah. And that's like even, that's just like what people th- like think to relate it to. And yeah. they're, they're like, we wish like, <laughs> it's so great. Um, but yeah, it, it basically, once that 16 month period is up and we have all the data off the spacecraft about Pluto and its moons, we, the New Horizons team is kind of done unless they can get a mission extension, which requires more funding, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of stuff. But they want to take it to, there are a lot of other objects in that Kuiper Belt that we do know about that are not as big as Pluto, but not like as, maybe as big as some cool. of its moons. Well, they're cool. And they got cooler this week because we found out that when you look at the surface of Pluto in that high-res image, you see all these crazy 11,000-foot-tall mountains. And that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, and you should see, like, way more craters. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah wow. so there's two things. We should see way more craters, and we shouldn't see as much as many surface features. And that's because there's no... So the Earth has all this tectonic movement because it's got this really hot radiated core in the middle, and that creates all this all these forces that move stuff around. And if you don't have that, then the only other way we thought that that could happen on a surface is if you were near like a giant body. So some of the moons in the solar system like Europa uh, around Jupiter has surface features because it has this giant body next to it Mm -hmm. with gravity that's like a lot of gravity that's like pulling on it all the time as it orbits. Jupiter or Pluto doesn't have any of that. So they didn't think that it was going to have like really fascinating surface features. So now they got to figure out why it has all that stuff. And then it also has a young surface because there's no impact craters. So they got to figure out why that's the case too. And they think that's also part, you know, tied together with why there's so many surface features because it's, uh, Pluto's more dynamic than we think. And so because of that, that means the Kuiper Belt objects might actually be way more interesting than we thought. If right. if this could happen at Pluto, this could happen at some of these even smaller places not too far past. Yeah, the quotes I've been seeing are all like, throw out everything that we know. Like, start yeah. all over. Which is kind of how these things and are then, always treated. And then I will say, there's also a bunch of Neil deGrasse Tyson just being salty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which yeah, is really, really weird. Well, Why is he so like, salty? Did you see his interview with Colbert where mm-hmm. he was just like, screw Pluto. It's like, I, I'm wearing this tie. Yeah. My tie has eight planets on it. Well, the best thing about that was he it's said... It's like, just how... Like Neil deGrasse Tyson is like a a like everyone loves him. Yeah. B yeah. he's obviously a killer scientist, right? Director sure. of the Hayden Planetarium. Sure. C is like the world's biggest cheerleader for science and yeah. innovation, exploration, and it's like except for Pluto. Yeah. Except yeah. that he he just motherfucker he hates even, Pluto. He even <laughs> said in that in that video that he'd rather he'd rather demote all the rocky planets in the solar system to dwarf planet status than what? call Pluto. A planet, wow. but it's, it's it's all semantics. It like quite literally doesn't matter at all. And Alan's, well, except for his tie, there's tie makers the well, world over <laughs> who are putting eight planets yeah. on a tie. Yeah, well, for those guys, sorry, tie makers, Ugh, they're all wrong. All right, we got to do it. All right, Caitlin.
This yeah, is your first I'm ready. minute. I'm ready. You've seen the show before. Yes. You're aware of Sam's general affect. Um, sure. I mean, yeah. Caitlin literally sits across from Sam every day, all day. I also watch all of his periscopes. Oh, Last wow. night I watched him eat pizza for like 10 minutes. Uh, actually, what? do you know my best Sam periscope <laughs> yeah. story? I don't know if you guys saw this fly by on Twitter. We have a, there's a developer at Voxina named Eden. Eden's great. She lives in Canada. And last night she was periscoping her mom. She's going to come. Oh, yeah. Time, sorry. Oh, this is- but she was periscoping her mom. Her mom was like, well, her mom was cooking. She's making, uh, uh, she's like making muffins or something. Banana bread. No, it wasn't banana bread. It was something. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't matter. Her mom was cooking and her mom admitted on the periscope, like, I've been drinking. <laughs> and then Step one. someone else at Vox Media, the student Mark, was like, you should introduce your mom to Sam. And Eden was like on the periscope was like, mom, my, one of my friends thinks you should meet my other friend, Sam. <laughs> oh, right. And then Eden's mom was like, who's Sam? I don't need any more little pimps in my life. <laughs> and then like Eden's Twitter like exploded. She's like, my mom just called Sam a little pimp and I don't know. It was like, it was just like a perfect little internet Twitter moment. internet moment. Like yeah. Yeah. all of these worlds collided. Anyway. So Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Type check Pluto. I've checked Pluto. Okay, we're using the pitchfork scale of hype, I've decided. Oh, okay. God, this so is going to be rough. <laughs> everyone has their own hype scale. I get it. Yeah, so Pluto right. gets Pluto's going to get an 8.7. Whoa, <laughs> wow. that's good for Best pitchfork. Best new track. Yeah. Very Best specific. new track. Yeah. Best new not a planet <laughs> that we have seen close up. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I can live with that. I was uh, You say pitchfork, I was just expecting like 2.3. Mm. Oh, no. Like, no. like it's good, but it's not I will as say good this. Verge, as everything. Verge readers often get mad at us about our 10.0 scale. Yeah. Pitchfork, yeah. their writers, when they pitch album reviews to Pitchfork, before it's written or approved or accepted or published or paid for, they pitch the score. Wow. This is true. So when it, so you think we're crazy, at least we like use a thing. Pitchfork reviewers <laughs> show up and they're like, we got this new record. It's a 6.5. I want to write a thousand words about it. And the editor is like, yeah, that sounds good. I mean, or they are you. It's efficient. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about Pitchfork. All right, Sean, is there anything else we need to talk about with Pluto? Tell me what the scene was like at the place. You were there. You were well. That's a, you were real. The coolest thing about it was the was the drama. I mean, all that other stuff was great, but like, no one really knew. So like, it was going to do that flyby, and the delay between the spacecraft because it's so far out, it's three billion miles away. So the delay, even light speed, it takes four and a half hours to get a signal there, and yeah. four and a half to get back. So the flyby was supposed to happen that morning, right around eight o'clock in the morning. And they had a big countdown and everybody celebrated because you're just kind of like, hey, that thing that's out there should have just passed the point it was supposed to pass at this time. And then everybody spent the rest of the day kind of like thinking in the back of their head, we don't know until basically nine o'clock tonight whether or not it made it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they programmed the spacecraft to go past Pluto, basically shut down its communications because the way the the antenna was on the like other side from the instruments. So it couldn't talk to the earth and yeah. study, study Pluto at the same time. So it was programmed to like do as much science as it could get past Pluto, do some more science and then turn back to the earth and say like, Hey, I'm good. Yeah. And like, we got it. And that was like a 13 hour wait because wow. of the delay and because of the amount of time it was passing Pluto. Uh, so it was like, it was, it was really, really, it was really exciting because everybody was just so happy from the morning and all the scientists were really happy to talk to everybody about the image because they got to make all these new theories about like what might be on Pluto and all this stuff. But like as the day went by, it started to get a little bit more tense and a little bit more tense and a yeah. little bit more tense. And you've got, you've got guests from the public, you know, like parents and kids, you've got media, you've got staffers at Johns Hopkins who have never seen an event like this happen on yeah. their campus before. And it's like sort of like pushing the limits of their, yeah. their, uh, center that where they held everything. And, and it's just getting more and more tense. And then when everybody got seated in that auditorium for the final sort of like event where we were waiting to hear, waiting to watch, you know, on the screen, the mission operations room, which was like just sort of on the other side of campus and w- waiting for them to get the signal. That was when everybody was kind of like, <laughs> and like yeah and it, it got really it got really tense and even you could see like the missions operations team that were around were like starting to think about it more and and you're watching this like live feed of the missions missions operation room and they hear that it gets locked with a spacecraft which is good it meant it a lot it was alive but then you got to wait for them to call out it's like the re- reverse of a rocket launch where they call out like is this system ready go you know like et cetera et cetera they're basically like calling out all the instruments. Do we get all of the data from this? Do we get all the data from that? 
they're going through each one and as each one is announced that like yeah we got it everybody in the audience is like yeah, yeah. and then they're like immediately quieting down because they want to hear if the next one is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and they go through this thing and, it, and then it, so it took like two minutes to really know for sure even though most of the scientists had like no doubt in their mind that this thing was still alive basically the only thing that really could have killed it other than like the thing just dying coincidentally at the same time was if uh, it was making a close enough paths pass, it could have hit some debris. Like there's a lot of dust around yeah. Pluto. So something could have taken. That's it what out. happens in the Michael Bay movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And it was like a one in 10,000 chance, but like it could have happened. Uh, and, and at, at one point during the day, someone, the, the lead of the mission was actually like, uh, yeah, it's like a one or a two in 10,000 chance. And I was like, did the, did the chance just go up? Like, Do we, we just get closer to a disaster? Um, so, so that whole, like it was really fun and exciting to like watch these really smart people learn all this stuff. But like through that lens of everybody just like kind of worrying with a smile on their face, yeah. it was just like really, really crazy to see. And knowing that this is really the last thing like this that we have in right. any of our generations. Like, and Neil, this is what I'm saying. Like Neil deGrasse, like, get it together. Yeah. Like yeah. have a little joy. Maybe kick a little bit of that, you know, TV coin towards NASA. I think it's a planet. I think. Right. I mean, basically, it's. I, if you even if you look in like the media coverage, everybody's just kind of like, <gasps> I'm not going to go through like the sort of word acrobatics that I need to do to like call it something else. Like it's just uh, the planet, the planet surface, the you know, like all yeah. that. And I think everybody's just totally fine with it because like I mean, most people look at it and are like, yeah, I'd want to see a rover on that thing. Really? Yeah. You know? like, I mean, it just looks so awesome. Like, why wouldn't we want to explore that thing any, anymore? It's got a heart on it. Yeah. All right. Strong, thank you so much. I'm going to read an yeah. ad. We're going to switch out to Jake. And we're going we're gonna to jump into this. And we're going to go from Pluto to Comic-Con. Yeah. Another location in outer space. <laughs> All right. Let's see it. Let me introduce you to our sponsor, Zero. That's X-E-R-O. Zero is beautiful accounting software built to help small businesses be more productive and successful. Zero is easy to use. You can send invoices, online quotes to help your customers, pay your employees, manage your cash flow, expenses, and even your inventory with Zero. Zero is in the cloud, so you can access and manage all of your business accounting on the go. Zero does what desktop software does and more. Plus, you can use it anywhere at any time for mobile device. For example, if you're working and traveling, you can send invoices easily on the go, and clients can pay online instantly. So sign up for a free 30-day trial at Zero.com slash podcast. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcast. XERO Zero is beautiful accounting software built to help small businesses be more productive and successful. Sign up once again for a free 30-day trial today, Jay Kastronakis, at zero.com slash podcast. I'm excited. We're out of the money zone. Explain to me how this is your first Vergecast. <laughs> how did that? Hey, Jake, how I, long have you worked here? It's been a long time. This is, I, I, I what, feel can terrible. We tell your, I feel, no, here's the thing. It, and uh, it's all going to come together. I want okay. because Jake was just at Comic Con, mm-hmm. but before we we talk about Jake at Comic Con, tell your origin story. Um, well, I, I mean, three years ago you hired me. He's not as a an, superhero. As yes, an he intern. is. Um, and I mean, it was literally three years like, ago. Jake was an intern. It was like the quickest meeting ever, and uh, you were just kind of sitting there, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Um, the first hiring process. And, uh, it's very rigorous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, around six months later, um, I started doing news writing and I have not stopped. Yeah. Um, nonstop I, ever since. Yeah. I think there were a few days off here and there, but, yeah. um, but now you're doing more, more culture stuff. We're sending you places. Yeah. No, 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 it's been fun. Um, so yes, this ended up being my first comic. Yeah, if you, uh, here's the thing. If you read the verge, you have undoubtedly read Jake's work. Because he's produced most of the Verge himself <laughs> for like the past three years. Um, so anyway, so you're at Comic Con. Yeah, I mean, tell, it's, tell me, tell me in broad strokes about Comic Con. It is literally the most insane thing. Um, you can't walk. There is just so many people there, and so many things going on. And I mean, name something nerdy. It is there, right? Um, so basically, I, I think there are about three different things going on. Mm-hmm. There's the show floor, which I think is where like 99% of people spend 99% of their time. And that is just, uh, it's essentially a huge store, but it's a huge store filled with all of the coolest, nerdiest, geekiest stuff you can think of. Um, and, and that's everything from like crazy and crazy expensive toys to like the Ant-Man suit, which yeah. is maybe just on display to VR experiences that you can pick up to try out. Um, 
And there's also all these independent artists and comics and just tons of stuff that you would never find anywhere else um, unless you were like really intensely browsing the internet for this stuff. So I saw a lot of really awesome art that I would yeah. not have otherwise seen. The other big thing going on is the panels. Yeah. And that's, I think, what you hear the most about. Which is I, it's totally different because the other huge trade show we go to is CES. Yep. Which has, all we cover is the show floor. Yep. And we never talk about the panels. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at Comic-Con, it's like the show floor is there. Everyone's doing stuff on the show floor. We barely report on it. Yeah. And the whole world cares about what happens to these panels. Well, the panels are where all the star power is. I mean, right. it, like unnecessarily so. Um, really? Like there is a trailer or there was a panel for uh, the new X-Men and they brought out all of its stars and like, they didn't even have time to speak. Yeah. There was just like way too many people on the stage. It was ridiculous. Each of them, like the, eventually the moderator was like, okay, you answer a question quickly. You go quickly, you go quickly. And it was just like, this is really not, but wow. you know, the, the crowd eats it up just because there are, standing in a room with yeah, like, so actually, well, no, but the crowd is set up because they have uh like stockholm syndrome and they're like they've been conditioned by the experience mm. to love whatever is put in front of them no matter what yeah they're right? quite likely delirious at that point <laughs> and, wait, wait, wait. so let's let's before we get into the the emotion of comic-con really quickly go through the big news from the show the big news from the show so the two huge things there was star wars yeah. and um you know they had a behind the scenes video um and they surprised everyone, and they took like uh, about sixty five hundred people to a surprise concert. Yeah, um, that was just like around the corner. They like had s- people in stormtrooper out- outfits like lead them out there. I've checked um, Star Wars. Should I pay attention? I've yeah. never seen Star Wars. Sorry, this is true. Bye. I found this out this morning. What are you doing? Would you Ooh. see it? How have you never seen Star Wars? I well, okay. is this like is this religious for you? Is it religious? Yeah, like you're never gonna see it. Like. My wife refused to read Harry Potter for years and years and years and years. This is true. I guess it's like I got through that pivotal age where you're supposed to be like getting excited about stuff and now it's too late and I feel like I've missed out. And if I did it, I'm just a follower. I definitely feel a thousand years old now. Like, <laughs> there's nothing left for me except death. Yeah. That's, the, that's how you made me. Like, I, got through that, to be I got through the anything. age where I could feel emotions <laughs> that were joy. <laughs> This is right though. I don't think I don't think you will like it as much if you don't have that relationship with it from childhood. Interesting. Um, well, that means that, the, that there's going to be generations, at least two generations of children who hate Star Wars because the Star yeah. Wars that came out when they were kids were the garbage Star Wars, or they just love Jar Jar and we don't realize it yet. Like, mm-hmm. Who are those people, and how do we send them to That's another the country? Generation. I mean, I've got like a five-year-old <laughs> nephew who definitely loves Star Wars, and like he, but be, but, but cut his teeth on those newer movies. Like what? he, I, I mean, the newer yeah. movies are the like a like they're not even exciting. Like they're about like congressional politics. Yeah, like at their core. Like the what's the second one? The second one's the best. Pod, one. Padme battles I, you. Revenge of the Sith. No, that's, that's the third, third one. The, the second one is tremendously boring. Yeah, but it's got the most Obi Wan. You, you so don't even I remember like it. the name. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. What else happened? So Star Wars, um, but no, but this is like a big reboot for Star Wars, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Attack obviously everyone is. I, I think one of the big things that they pushed Attack is the they know the crowd. They know they want this throwback to old Star Wars, and they're like, "Look, it's practical effects and crazy outfits. Um, it, it's everything that you've always loved." Um, yeah, you know, they brought out um, Harrison Ford, uh, who you know had been in a plane crash recently. The whole gang was there. Everyone was excited. Of course, they're going to be excited, but you know, that's that's the narrative. This is going to be more like the original trilogy than the new trilogy. Uh, you know, I think right. I believe them for now. Yeah, I mean, but. So, but they didn't show anything new, right? It was just like not, not the really. Scenes. They had a a behind the scenes reel that was like mostly what was in the first trailer, right? Yeah, but then they took everybody because uh, from my perspective, everyone's like Star Wars blew away comic, yeah. But they didn't actually. So they blew it away because you know most of these things at the end of the day they're they're showing you a trailer, yeah, yeah. and that's okay. But I can watch a trailer in New York, yeah. But then they were like, hey. You and only you who took the time to sit in line and come out to this room and stay in this room for like 10 hours or something are going to get to go to this crazy special performance. Um, We're going to play music that you love that, you know, sends you back to your childhood. We're going to give you this like free toy lightsaber. And then they like shot off fireworks and stuff. I don't like it's just like making everyone's emotions like go wild. And that's why it won because it made people 
you know, think it's okay to love Star Wars again. Okay, so that's Star Wars. What else happened? Um, there's just so much. I want to go. Yeah, I know, we're going to circle so back. DC so DC went much. out. Um, you know, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Uh, new trailer. Batman is mad as Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, so Super hopefully. mad. Yeah. I've checked Batman versus Superman. Okay. Uh, 10 because what? Ben Affleck is, I have this thing where I feel like I'm secretly the mother of many white male actors who are like struggling. <laughs> so like, that's like Ben Affleck and Jake Gyllenhaal and Matt Damon. And I'm like, just Wait, really invested what, in their you success. Feel is matern- like you feel maternal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like, maternal for Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'm disappointed in him, but I always love him, and I believe in his potential. <laughs> oh, God, so it's amazing. I don't know. Why is he so mad? Isn't he wildly successful most of the time? I mean, everybody's so mean to him. Like, I don't know. All right, but but only because you feel maternal for Ben Affleck is Batman v Superman a ten. Well, also, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of over this Marvel thing where it's like we're leaning into the goofiness of comics. I'm like, yeah, but you're making very bad movies. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe DC is like my chance to get into comic book movies without them being bad. I don't know if Batman versus Superman is where that starts for you. And I definitely don't know if Suicide Squad is where that starts for you. Yeah, but Margot Robbie is going to get famous, so this is exciting. Oh, that's, yeah. She looked amazing in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. She looks, cra- I mean, cra- also crazy. Yes, like, which is perfect, perfect though. Um, I have to say one of the um, the best moments that we've had in like a Verge Slack in a long time is when Emily noticed that in the Suicide Squad trailer, one of the characters says, so we're like a suicide squad. Oh yeah. And she's like, maybe in every movie they should find a way to work in the title of the movie. Well, they but do yes. that on game of Thrones. Like half the time they'll be like the, the, in the first season, mostly the actors would like say the name of the episode. Just everyone would be like, what? <laughs> no, but that's like, don't you love it though? When you hear the, you know, the title of the show or the movie, or you're reading a book and you're like, there it is. I found it. The <laughs> title. <laughs> Only when they look directly at the you camera the song, you know, like, and say, "Yeah, yeah the title exactly. this song is called wing. Celebration." Fergecast. I don't know why I went to Celebration. <laughs> Fine. Fine. All right. Wait. Wait. So, so Batman v Superman. What else? Yeah. So Batman v Superman. Super How Star. are they going to do? Those movies are coming like back to back. Yeah, right? I think they're yeah. coming like six months apart because you know they want to make some money. They got to catch up to Marvel. Marvel's like ten movies ahead of them, yeah. and you know. If they could put out like six movies next year, they'd probably do it. All right, talk, talk Wait, to so me about Check Suicide Squad. Um, you know. Ben Affleck is also in Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just think... want to point out, by your own reasoning, <laughs> the numbers should be very similar. Okay, this is hard. It's hard because I don't want to see another five billion people be the Joker for Halloween. Yeah. Like, it's not something mm. that needs to happen. Particularly so. that Joker. Yeah, especially, especially. Juggalo Joker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a six because also Will Smith. Yeah, but you don't feel Wait, the turn towards Will Smith. Mm. <laughs> no. For the audio listener, I just <laughs> that, I want to try to describe the face that was made. Imagine an angry frown, <laughs> like a like a frown that indicates sadness, but also anger. What was that con man movie he was just in? Uh, Focus with oh. Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. That movie is awful. Yeah, it could have been terrible. Great. It could have been great. Like the trailer for that movie was mm-hmm. like a very entertaining trailer. You're like, I would like to just be in the the world that this trailer describes. And then the movie itself was like, so you made a shitbox Ocean's Eleven, right? That's what you did here. Okay, that's cool. Okay, talk to me about Deadpool. Um, Deadpool. So that was, you know, the audience flips out about everything because you know there's just so much energy going on. Yeah. But Deadpool, perhaps more than anything, I thought there was like legitimate flipping out about. Um, people they, like tearing their hair out. It was like a Beatles concert. They, so they, they aired the trailer and um, included in the trailer is that, you know, there was the leaked Deadpool footage. Yeah. Um, so that's in the movie and they put that part in the trailer. Of just course. As a nod. Right. They, they know that that's why it got made. Um, so the trailer ends and then everybody gives it a standing ovation and starts demanding. They start shouting like one more time, one more time. And, um, you know, obviously they play the trailer again. Like that's how excited right. people were for Deadpool. Yeah. I didn't see that for anything else. Um, and, you know, I think it, it mostly deserved it. It seemed pretty darn funny. Yeah. So I mean, it's like Ryan Reynolds. Do you feel maternal towards Ryan Reynolds? No. I've checked Ryan Reynolds. Is no. It? Too bad. Ooh. Bye. Yeah. No. Well, Deadpool is done. <laughs> I saw him. Cancel it. He hosted Saturday Night Live when I was 15, and I drove to New York to see him, and it was 
the greatest disappointment wow. of my life, despite the fact that Lady Gaga, Madonna, and Scarlett Johansson were all there. But they Ryan Reynolds was so bad. Wait, I they, couldn't were, get they, were, uh, they were you on were that 15, episode. You were 15. You went to New York to watch SNL, yeah. and he ruined it for you? He was so bad. What, you wait. should go find his monologue. It like occurs in like a fake rainstorm. So bad. Wait, I guess the real question is, are there things Ryan Reynolds has not ruined? Um, that one movie definitely maybe drive with Elizabeth mm. Banks Thing. and Isla Fisher. It's pretty good. Sure, sure. Um, that's What's it. the movie where he's a waiter? Or he, oh, uh, wait. It's it's called Waiting. Yeah. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the movie. It's called. It's and he says in the middle of it, bizarrely in this restaurant, he says, "So we're like some kind of Suicide Squad." <laughs> <laughs> and there's dead silence. The movie continues. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, well, you know what I've noticed about this show so far is that you are the emotional opposite of Sam Sheffer. If I was like, hype check Deadpool, Sam would be like, I love it. Yeah, it's so great. I love jokes <laughs> are the best. And you're like, it will be bad. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's interesting. I think there's a reason you two work so well together. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, nope. <laughs> Well, when, when he introduced me on this show, he was like, we have the same haircut. We're the same person. Yes, and now I'm like true. aggressively trying to deny that. So do, do you just like, like, like squeeze your eyes and try and grow your hair faster? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh my God. All right. So what else happened? Should we, should we loop back through and talk about Batman? And Sue? I feel like we, we owe DC yeah. some like, conversation. Okay. So DC. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark. It's so dark. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Just, you know, Marvel is they're bright, they're fun, they're approachable. DC's like, oh, uh, we have to be different. Uh, maybe we should do it dark. Yeah, and um, the you know we we're discussing this at Comic Con, and uh, Brian Bishop, I think the thing he said that surprised him most about Batman versus Superman is that it had a plot explaining why Batman was mad at Superman. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of says everything about where DC is at right now. What do you mean? I mean, they, they're just kind of the, their entire universe is going to explode out of Batman's versus Superman, right? Mm -hmm. Like Marvel, they made a couple good movies first. They had Iron Man. Um, I don't remember their other movies, but <laughs> they slowly built up their other movies. And then the they made Captain America. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. right. Captain America. People love those. And then they made the Avengers and people love the Avengers because they're like, oh my God, I love all these other things. DC is like, we're really far behind. Let's just throw everyone into this thing. Right. I mean, how mm -hmm. many different, they have Aquaman. I don't know who wants to see Aquaman. They have Wonder check Woman. Aquaman. I don't know who that is. Yep. There wow. you go. Well, no, Aqua Cabin of the Woods is the best Aquaman movie. He's uh, he's called Drago. Technically. Oh <laughs> shit! I did know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go. Everyone's poor, poor third favorite rapist on Game of Thrones is <laughs> wow. <that> man. <laughs> so throw us throw us a number on that one. <laughs> by, by the way, you know the actor isn't. It's not no, actually Paul Drogo. Yeah. Should I put that on the record so we don't get sued? No. Like, he's gonna sue yeah. us. <laughs> like Reddit commenters are gonna sue us. Like they're fine. Uh, wait, number. What's your pitch for for Aquaman? Uh. I can't assign it a number because I didn't remember he was a person. So. <laughs> Here's the problem with DC's tone. Way, you know what you don't know is that that is actually part of Pitchfork's ranking system. <laughs> no number maybe assigned. If, you. You, if you're not a person, you may. Anyway. Here's the problem with Batman versus Superman. It's, oh, God. Tell it might us. be fine on its own. Even if it's good, the best case scenario is still bad because DC's cinematic universe will be based in like being the cool dark guy. And like, I'm telling you, like, Dating Judd Nelson two weeks after the end of Breakfast Club, it's like, oh, wait, it turns out that, like, you've got reason to be conflicted, but also you're, you're just kind of boring. Like, once you get the cool guy, like, the cool guy doesn't last. It either, like, turns into, like, you get bored of it and you go away, or it turns wait, into Fonzie. Wait, wait, What? I'm just rewinding to the dating Judd Nelson two weeks after the Breakfast yeah, Club. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, like, in the Breakfast Club, it's, like, amazing. But then two weeks later, you're like... Well, this is this is not fun anymore. Two weeks, like two weeks later, Molly Ringo was like, "Dude, like just stop burning your hand with cigarettes." Right, exactly. Like, just you can stop it now. I right. Get it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. that's the DC universe. I, that's my prediction for it. I don't know if that is accurate. Um, I bizarrely, I feel very high about Batman v Superman. Well, you're, you're on team because Batman. I want to see Batman punch Superman in the face <laughs> yeah, um, for being dumb. Like well, that's yeah, why I Batman should be bad at Superman, Superman, right? Though. Like. Yes, you're dumb. Like you're dumb. Right. Please, please leave our planet. Like take everything about you and like leave the planet and just go. But he can be angsty at Superman all he wants. Superman is like an invulnerable alien. 
Yes, yeah, so just please and go. Incredibly handsome. Like, no conflict will ever find you. Every story involving you will be boring in some way. That's what Batman should say. To <laughs> in depression, he leaves. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing no character can, can you fly when your head is hung down in shame? Is that like a... Like, oh my God, everything about you is always the same. Like, you lose your powers because you definitely have to lose mm-hmm. your powers in order for there to be conflict in the story. Oh my God, I'm so surprised. Like, that's, that is tr- that's how Batman cuts Superman with a knife. No. With a bat knife. Also, the trailer is very confusing because at one point Batman is like running through the desert in like a bat oh jacket. Oh my god! It looks like a, you know, and I he's feel got like goggles like a over his of Arabia eyes. scene in there yeah. or yes. something. And then there's like, like there's like Superman army guys. I hope that this is actually like a five hour epic, and they yes, just yeah. Yeah. Like, but right. how do they get all these? Like, yeah, like, 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 like what just locations they have to like, go? Why is she there? Totally sprawling. I'll be into it. No, it, yeah. it. Right. It's like they have to be in Metropolis so that they can. Which, by the way, is the Oakland to. Or no, I'm sorry. Gotham is the Oakland to Metropolis. Uh, They're like next mm. to each other. Turns oh, out. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Why, why does Bruce Wayne <laughs> live in Oakland? <laughs> that makes no sense. All right. Whatever. So it starts at the end of Superman. Yeah. It's so like already bad, but like whatever. But it starts at the end there. And then it has to go. To Gotham, presumably. Yeah. To Wayne Manor. Yeah. To a battle in the desert. Yeah. Under the sea uh-huh. where Aquaman lives. That's right. Some <laughs> Wonder Woman shows up. <laughs> what? What? Like, it has to be five hours long just to get literally under the sea. Like, it has to. How can you establish Aquaman? No, like, I have nothing else to say. I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds like beautiful how absurd this is. I, I mean, I hope they go all out and just yeah. are, are like, well, we, we have to do all of this. Let's just, just throw everything in there. Hope it's the really best. hard for me to say the words under the sea without doing the under accent. The- yep, that's, that's where my run. Anyway, and then Suicide Squad looks like a totally different design. Suicide Squad looks totally different. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, I will see for both of them. I feel like um, they're, they're very comic booky in their action and like their events yeah. uh, in a way that Marvel isn't. I mean, Marvel is, you know, comic book in the way that it's kind of goofy and lighthearted, but, um, D- DC is definitely still taking to those kind of comic book roots. I think it's also comic booky in that the majority of it is like basically in black and white, the color. Yeah. Palette is yeah. Just, I know, mean, a non-existent. which is like not a thing that we really need to see again. Yeah. But I'm into yeah, it. Right, it's, no, cause it's true. Cause we, the the Crystal and Batman movies are over. Those are the yeah. only like, gritty ones. And the last one ended with like an absurd comic book mm-hmm. thing that happened. Yeah. The Marvel movies like were done. Like Iron Man was the closest Marvel came to grittiness. The first Iron Man. That was the closest they came to grittiness and they now they've left yeah. that behind. I don't know. There's a lot of dust in that first Thor movie because it was out in New Mexico. Just It's Thor. Like what, who is the least <laughs> gritty comic book person? It's Thor. Yeah, okay. And Superman. God, you just hate Superman so I much. I really, really dislike Hype check Superman. I've never seen a Superman movie either, so I'm useless as a hype desk person. But you know of Superman. Idea of Superman. I mean, he does, he does seem really lame. And also, like, <laughs> Batman is like a self-made man. That's like the, the story no, of America. No, his parents were rich. I mean, he literally no. inherited a manor. <laughs> okay, he's a self-made superhero, though. Okay. Like he made yeah. himself into a superhero. That's America. It's capitalism. It's father issues. It's everything. We like yeah. don't need Superman. Batman is more America than Superman. I yeah. will say that Superman grew up on like a farm and stuff, aside from Krypton, <laughs> didn't he? Right. We got it. Yeah, I'm gonna read this. I, we're 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 done. It's uh, like a journalist. We should. We should <laughs> a, like a kinship. Truly, it's I do as a journalist. I feel a kinship <laughs> to Superman. I also grew up on a farm. And uh, n- no conflict this can find This is why you don't care powers. about Superman. You've already... Because you identify with him. Yeah. Uh, it's true. I am constantly flying through the air like Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus who flies. That's, the, that's like the super... No. Like the core... In the trailer, they're like, you're their only the, hope. And he's like flying in the air. Okay. It's like, yeah. it is very Christ-like. Which is great. If you're into that sort of thing. I mean, Jesus no, is I mean, an alien what too. What other symbolism so. can you use? All right. Like <laughs> that's that's the that's it. All right. We're going to read an ad and then we're going to talk about uh the iPod, which I think is a great transition from yeah. Jesus. Let's do it. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't know that there and if a long-term listeners of the show know that 
it is not often that one topic leads seamlessly into another. But I don't know that three things <laughs> have ever not gone together, like Superman, the iPod, and what I'm about to read. <laughs> Do you need me to read that? No, 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 no. I got it, I got it. All right. Do you need a new mattress? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of this beer. I'm so sorry. No, no, this is great. This is what what they want. They want engagement. Uh, Go to lisa.com right now, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Computer's crying. All right. Do you need a new mattress but hate mattress shopping? Then you need to know about this new online mattress company, Lisa. That's L-E-E-S-A. Lisa is like the Tom's shoes for mattresses. The insanely cool Lisa mattress is sold exclusively online, ships compressed to your door for free, and has three unique foam layers for cooling, supportive sleep. Lisa gives you 100 nights to try a mattress risk-free. And for every 10 mattresses they sell, they donate one to a shelter. How great is that? So go ahead and grab your smartphone or your laptop or even your tablet Cool tablet burn, lisa.com. And go to lisa.com slash vergecast to get $75, off, $75 off your purchase. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash vergecast to get $75 off your purchase. That's $75 off your mattress at l-e-e-s-a dot com slash vergecast. That was not my best. Beautiful read. That's good. But I didn't completely crack, Yeah, and I would like to get some credit for that. You get plenty of credit. All right, let's talk about Apple. Apple did a bunch of stuff this week. Yeah, so uh, they started by well, sometime in the past week. Windows is like happening. There's like there's tech news in this world. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of tech news in this world. So I mean, Windows is happening, but it's like it's coming. But like they they, like the final version seems to be out for insiders. Yeah, Um, they have a clever uh, version number for it that has like an inside computer joke. I feel like everyone is really pumped about Windows 10. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, I, there's been a that lot people of have excitement. not been pumped about Windows in a while. I think it might yeah. be good. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah I mean, awesome. even using the previews and stuff. Yeah, it's like what do you like? It's about buggy, it? but it's uh, what I like about it is uh, this is going to sound crazy. Uh, Cortana, um, because like it is a better just like hit a button, type some stuff, and hmm. search the stuff you want to search and get to the stuff that you want than anything else. Um, and I'm also like they got just they got rid of the. The, they they kept the good ideas from Windows eight and eight point one, um, and they got rid of all the bad ones or most of the bad ones, um, and that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. All right, but we uh, the that we just got like one step closer. Yeah. Wait, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Top check Windows ten. Um, this is dangerous territory. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Well, oh, I can't. I can't. It's too controversial. I'm gonna. That's your job. Yeah. This. That's where you are. Whoa! Wow. That's, you, that's uh, the, or the title. Her swagisty is not is not just handed upon you because you shy from controversy. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to give it a solid five point six. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? I I don't know. I haven't. I <laughs> <laughs> I was handed this MacBook by TheVerge.com, oh. which I well, <laughs> use that exclusively. Right Were you using Windows before? So no. So <laughs> I used Windows for my first three years of college. Okay. So yeah. it yeah. was fine. Maybe maybe so Windows 10 will bring you back. Served its purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how people feel about Windows. Right? It's yeah. like it's a thing. It's a it's it's water. It's around you. Yeah. It's not like a I don't know. It's a delicious It's beer. not like a great choice that you make. It's just um a thing that's yeah. there. Yeah, but Windows 10 is like the chance. Yeah. But we're anyway, just, so we're, we're like a little bit tick closer and yeah. like Cortana is good. I will say I've never seen Verge staffers excited about Windows the way they are excited about Windows 10. Yeah. Which I think is fascinating. Um, yeah. and I no, mean, I wasn't, I was, it was impossible to be excited about Windows 7 because it was like, right. you know, rolling back Vista. So whatever. And Windows 8 was like really intriguing. And then you started using it and it was like really confusing. And then like, what? Well, but 8.1 will fix it. And it's like, no. Yeah. It, it's not confusing to me anymore. But it's just kind of dumb. <laughs> it was like Microsoft went off and made like a little artsy film for a couple of years. Right, right. <laughs> and, and it's totally it alienated. It was their Joaquin audience. Phoenix, I'm still here yes. phase, right? Um, okay, so Apple, they they put out uh, betas for iOS 9 that are available to the public, so you can go play with it. Uh, I don't know what, what to say, but like, they're, like they've or, we already talked about it. Uh, they've talked about it. It's there. Don't install it on your main phone or main iPad. Because it's still buggy. I installed it on my iPad mini. It's the original iPad mini. Yeah. And there's literally no difference except everything is slower. 
which I, I probably should have seen coming. Um, that, that's my own fault. For instance, don't install it yeah. on anything very well. Like, yeah. like with Cortana, well, I am Lauren most excited about the new search thing. It feels like you shouldn't wait. We're we talking about Windows. We're we talking about. I'm talking about on iOS the new search yeah. screen that's now on the left. Okay. Like yeah. I want that to be my primary interface to iOS. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I haven't really played with it that much yet. Because I've heard you say like old things suck with it, and then Lauren Good wrote a thing for Recode that was like, "Don't install it on anything that you depend on." Yeah. So now I'm out of things. <laughs> <laughs> like I have no, there are no things for me to put iOS nine on. Um. Wait, we should talk about the iPod. You could put it on the new iPod. You could buy a new iPod and put it on that. They just, the Apple up and announced a new iPod touches, and uh, they basically put uh, a a good camera, a megapixel camera, and the iPhone 6's processor. No, I yeah. think it, it's, it's, it's an A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might not have all the craziness, but it, it's got it's got a motion thing. It's got the A8. Is the screen uh, better? Because I feel like the old screen was like weird and yellowish. I've only we we went out and bought one today, and okay. Sean okay and did a hands on, which is up on theverge.com. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't had more than like forty five seconds to be like, oh, this is a pretty gold color. Yeah, the screen is usually it's cheap. Yeah. Like it's not like right. expensive. I right. took away the loop lanyard. Thing, which was dumb in the first place. Sorry. No, but it was like playful. I like lanyards, but yeah, you're right. It was playful. But whatever. Um, you know what really gets me? And I know why, but the new Nano yeah. and the new Shuffle are not compatible with Apple Music, which is insanity. Yep. I mean, it's also weird that they're still selling the iPod Nano and Shuffle. The Shuffle, I like understand. Yeah, the Shuffle, that makes sense. It's, it's like, look it's at this, so this thing. Yeah, hey. But yeah. the Nano has always been super weird. At least not, maybe not always, but the most recent version of the Nano is super strange. It has this interface totally unlike anything else that Apple does. Well, it looks, yeah. it's like iOS-esque. Right, do you see that thing? It's iOS-esque. <laughs> You're it. welcome. That's my new theme. You're welcome. That's my new Windows theme. Yeah. Um, no, did you see that thing in Daring Fireball? These, like, Gruber is like, why didn't they update this to make it look mm-hmm. like iOS 8? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer is because literally no one works on the iPod team. There's no one left <laughs> yeah. to do it. And it's, that is the most unapple cynical garbage move of all time. But like, what's it going to do with the iPods? Like Apple's whole thing is like, we're going to cannibalize ourselves. We're going to sell the best products. Mm-hmm. Tim cook is going to whisper in his sweet dulcet Southern tones, but you know, we just want to make the world's best products. We yeah, really you can't believe. say that the iPad Nano is a, one of the world's best products right now. Right. No. It's the iPod Nano is a piece of garbage. No, Apple likes to make the world's best products and then leave them around for a little No, while. they like, never do that. I feel like they've been doing that more and more. But they don't they, when? For what? I mean, they didn't they just stop selling the original iPad mini like a month ago? Yeah, but that was like they sold that to schools until like yeah, that's the, the iPod and it, like it's an i it's still an iPad. It can like run all the stuff hmm. and the developers are like begrudgingly still supporting it and like it's an iPad. It's a computer. Hmm. The iPod Nano is like, my grandma hates me, and this is what I received for Christmas because she didn't read anything before she bought it. Like, I don't know. So I'm shout out to grandmas. I don't know. That's a, but that's like, it know. is it is actually legitimately insane that you can't sync offline Apple Music to them. Like, it, I don't know. Like how what. Well, cause what it, cause percentage of consumers are going to use this as a vector to steal music? I mean, no, really. Here's the move. You sign up for the free trial. You download all the Taylor Swift, and then you cancel a free trial. And then you have one And then you never sync your thing again, so they don't get lost. And you've got an iPod full of Taylor Swift. By That's the way, you the know what the simple solution to that problem is? is prompting you to plug in your iPod every week, which you have to do anyway to sync it. Force you but to plug it in. Isn't that why everyone flipped t- out about the Xbox One? It was like, hey, you can do all this cool stuff while offline. You just have to make sure you connect to the internet every once in a while. And then yeah. everyone flipped out. Yeah, but like, that's I, what if my power goes out? <laughs> what if I'm, yeah, but all, that was hand-wringing garbage on the Xbox. Like, that was nonsense. Like, Forcing was, people to plug their thing in once a week just to make sure that it keeps working is pretty garbage. Okay, not once, like, every three months. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna, Apple's going to float you three months of Taylor Swift. Right. Oh, so mm. if you have Apple Music on... Your sync to your iPod, then you have to plug it in once a month. That yeah. I get. That I'd be fine with that. Right? Like yeah. it's a yeah, pretty simple demand. Yeah. But like they just didn't solve the. Like, well, they that, just don't. You care. know what that would require is doing any development work whatsoever <laughs> on the iPod Nano OS. Type check iPods. Mm, I'm gonna give them a seven. You, wow. No, okay, that's good. Apple that's Music good is like not that thrilling to me anyway. Like you can't you can't listen to the song that Taylor Swift wrote about Jake Gyllenhaal not coming to her birthday party. Why do I need? Who do you it? root for in that battle? As as a Jake, because well, yeah, you're fan. maternal for Jake, but you're like you're a swift swift hype beast. 
Um, no, I have a very complicated relationship with Taylor Swift. Um, you went to no. a concert. I did go to a concert. It was amazing, but it's so upsetting on like a really deep, <laughs> depressing level. Also, like her motivation. Like you have the most complex so emotions of anybody at The Verge. Yeah. Why aren't you? This whole show should you just you be t- the whole, you should be talking the whole time. <laughs> All right, wait, wait. So about neuroses. That's what my Twitter is for. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a great again. Okay, so Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal. Go walk us through a birthday party experience. Okay, so Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal dated for about three months at the end of 2010, I believe. Yeah. Um, and she went to Thanksgiving <laughs> at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house and wrote a song about it, which is called "All Too Well." You should listen to it; it's great. Um, but you can on Apple Music. You can listen to that one because it's on Red. Um, oh, sure. Okay. But then he broke up with her by just not showing up at her birthday party at all or like ever. He ghosted her pretty much. Yeah. And she wrote a song about it called The Moment I Knew, but it's really bad and embarrassing <laughs> and like makes her sound like a total whiny idiot, which is too bad because like he really was a, a jerk. But anyway, you can't listen to that song on Apple Wh- Music. Where is that song located? You can listen to it on YouTube. But it's, so this is like a B side. It's like a rarity. Yeah. Yeah, you can't listen to that, and you can't listen to the 1989 bonus tracks. I got it. Yeah. Mm. Do you know who ghosted me this week or last week? No. Alexis Ohanian. <laughs> just yeah. hard ghosted me. I was like, "Hey, what's up with Reddit?" Just nothing. Mm. We're not bros. Is that a transition? Is that no, a segue? I was, I was, it's a good segue. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write a song about why was, was he busy with something? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, while we were on the Richcast, Reddit posted their new insane content policy. Yeah, and so the the plan is all the horrible, evil. Uh, well, all the really terrible subreddits, all the like vicious subreddits get to stay. You just have to log in to see them. Is that oh, the gist of it? Really? I think that's I feel the like gist the of it. the person who has at Never mind. Sorry. But I this mean, happened I, during the Vergecast, so we're we're learning live and you're listening to this on the podcast like 5 days from now and you're like, "Guys, come on. You should know this by now." And I was like, "Well, you know." Um so Wait, so here's here's a um I'm going to quote from the new rules just because this is what you have to log in when you see it. Another type of content that is difficult to define, but you know it when you see it, is the content that violates a common sense of decency. This classification will require a login and generate no revenue for Reddit. It's like, I don't know, man, I have have many feelings about Reddit, but the main one is that they are just constantly recapitulating like 200 years of American First Amendment history. Right. Like they can't, they're trying really hard to be like, we don't want bad stuff, but that's always changing. So we're not going to define bad stuff. And that's their whole like game. I mean, they're, they're afraid of their community. Is that what's happening? No, I think this is them saying they're not afraid of their community. But they just gave the community what they wanted, didn't they? They're like, oh yeah, the bad stuff, it, it can mostly stay. I mean, who isn't logged into Reddit if you're browsing Reddit? Well, they're trying, they're they're basically like, they're making two classes of Reddit. There's like the mainstream Reddit and then there's the subreddit. (laughs) There's the the 4chan Reddit. There's like the, the, they'll they'll basically like, you know what? You're disgusting. You're, you're, we're not going to put ads on your pages and we're going to put you behind a login. So you have to create an account to see it. Right. But Um, they've like hard banned anything that harasses, bullies, or abuses an individual group of people. Right. Okay. Which is like, that's a big one. Yeah. That's important. I mean, I don't know. It's Reddit. I don't know. I think Reddit has, through this process, they have, they've harmed themselves very deeply. So, do you think it's over? Do you think this is it? We're done. Hooray! No, no, no. we're all finished. Never. No, you know, it has a short, short memory. Yeah. Huffman says, uh, "This is what we will try, and if the hateful users continue to spill out into the mainstream Reddit, we will try more aggressive approaches." Freedom of expression is important to us. But it's more important to us that we be, that we at Reddit be true to our mission. I've checked Reddit. Mm, 3.8. Okay. Yeah. The only thing you need Reddit for is looking for Game of Thrones news. That's all you need it for. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. All right. What did you, you give a 10 to Batman v Superman? Is that you give a 10 to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the 10 for the I day. I feel like this is going to be one of the best comment threads I've ever heard. <laughs> like just listing the scores that you gave things. <laughs> all right. Mm. All right, Batman. But v no Superman. seven. She never gave anything a seven. She did. Just I gave, gave the iPods a seven. Oh damn. Yeah. World of No Sevens. I've checked the iPods. Do you know this game? Do we have I played this game with you? No. Nope. This is a game I, I stole from Locke, our, our editorial director at Fox. You can't eat one to ten, but no seven because seven is the safest one. Oh, okay. Um, six six point six. 
We'll do that. All right. It's close. All right. <laughs> Is that a you fun def- game usually or what? Yeah, because you, you, you can't pick a number that's close to seven. Right, you usually have to pick an integer. So if you like, because okay. otherwise you would just be like six point nine, right? And be like, ha that was hilarious, right? Like, uh, it's right, really okay. close to seven. So you have to pick six or eight. Gotcha. Which one? Is that it? would be fun to play with people. <laughs> no, be so hurtful. No, don't. Right. Well, this episode of the Virtual well, Hang on, brought to you by else? a mattress company oh, uh, and some sort of accounting software. They're never coming back. I feel like there should be something to say about Reddit, but there's so much that I don't even know where to start. Oh, there's an I don't even know where to start to say about Reddit. Um, we've been doing like we've. I mean, this. It's hard. I think it, the reason I'm like stumbling to say what I'm thinking is like we just did this thing with our comments. But what happened with that was now our forums are great and the commenters mm-hmm. when we turn them on are much better behaved. Yeah. And I feel great about our community right now because the, 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 the people that are choosing to participate with us are doing great stuff and it's fun and lively and Reddit can't just turn it off that way. They can't, right. they can't redirect their community in the way that we were able to read. Well, they kind of did. They turned off some sections sort yeah, of kind of, I don't know. The, the, just the, the dynamic of what Reddit is and how it's supposed to make money. The, there aren't enough people in charge of making Reddit stuff. Right. Right. They're utterly dependent on this community of people, unpaid labor to make Reddit every day. But and that's if, been working well, hasn't it? No, they make not no to monetize, money. but <laughs> well, they, yeah, well, what is working well, right? Like, what does right. that mean to you? Um, and I think that that, dynamic is just really dangerous and bad that's like that's my big thought about reddit like they're founded on basically free labor and when they want to assert control over people volunteering it's really tough unless they believe in you right and they you have to keep that belief and you cannot do anything that uh, you have to be really careful if you do anything that might harm it like you know not talk to your moderators and your most active users uh, right. when you make big changes. Like we don't have these questions about like, I don't know, Habitat for Humanity, right? Like, <laughs> it's just like, there's like, what's an organization that like relies on people volunteering mm-hmm. to make things every day, right? And like people believe in that mission and like Habitat, like they have rules, but people like believe in the rules. Right. Um, you can think of it like a church, like a, literally any volunteer community-based group. Like there are rules and there are leaders and you understand them. Reddit's leaders are not, they do not have the same incentive structure as Reddit's people, right? Like their job is to make money and have a business, not to like build a society of the internet where all of our brains are in vats and we only communicate to each other with upvotes and downvotes. Reddit is the matrix is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. That's what I think that's what like the, the broader Reddit community wants Reddit to be the matrix. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying like, mm, yep. Mm, yeah. Because like I, I fundamentally agree with you, but I also fundamentally, there's, By like, way, there's I just been so much you fundamentally shit. agreed to was me saying Reddit is, is the matrix. No, like the, the stuff you're saying, like there's, but there's like so much like to like, to say anything about Reddit. Yeah. There's been like so many like unfurlings and Ellen Powell and they fired Victoria Taylor and then there were the hate groups and then there was the, the celeb stuff before that. Like there's like, there's no way for me to explicate anything about Reddit that isn't immediately and obviously like, like people just assume what I think about all those disparate things that happened before it. And it's like, it's like too big for me to just say, Oh, Reddit sucks or, Oh, blah, blah. But like fundamentally, I think fundamentally it's the matrix. No. No, fun, no, I mean, even now people are complaining about multiple different things. There's the moderation right. issue. And then there's the uh, free speech issue, which, <laughs> you know, I, I think to some extent are separate. And I think, you know, some Reddit is the people are are right to be angry about. You know, I, I totally understand um, when Reddit changes how moderation works and when Reddit changes how AMAs work, which is one of the top areas on the site. Mm-hmm. There's reason to be upset about that. But the whole free speech thing, you know, I don't see why Reddit shouldn't just take a hard stance and crack down on that. I, I mean, it seems like very clear cut from a moral standpoint. Yeah. I mean, the free speech thing is really dumb. It's like just the dumbest thing. Yeah, it is the dumbest critique that is leveled at Reddit. It's the dumbest critique that's leveled at us. It's the, it's Mm -hmm. these are companies. They're platforms, right? But if if Reddit as a company wants to build it into their charter that they are dedicated to some sort of more radical free speech Mm -hmm. proposition, and not just say no, you know what? It's the internet. Go go talk elsewhere. We don't need you to have you here in our house or in Mm -hmm. our basement or whatever. Um, Put it in the charter. Don't like eventually work your way towards that. Like by referencing stuff that was said in a little, you know, Reddit comment, you know, and then like watch it evolve. We did that thing about was Reddit always about free speech. We like 
track the evolution of what they Reddit launched for that said comment. That. The most interesting thing that I learned yeah. from that piece. It's wild. All right. Reddit. All right. It's all over. Yeah. The internet. All right. Do you know how to do Sam's list of engagements or should I do it? Um, I do not know Sam's list of engagements. Pick, pick three social networks that The Verge is on and tell people to follow. Oh, cool. How to follow us. Okay. So we're on Twitter at Verge and Snapchat, The Real Verge and Tumblr. TheVerge.tumblr.com. Caitlin runs our Tumblr. I don't yeah. know if that's obvious to everyone. Caitlin runs our Tumblr and talks about Channing Tatum. <laughs> do you feel eternal towards Channing Tatum? No. Okay. But I do like him a lot because he wants to show step up to his grandkids and be like, that's where I fell in love with your grandma. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Verge is hiring is the next note on my thing, which is true. We're hiring all sorts of people. Um, so we're hiring lots of video people in New York. Please let us know. Yep. Uh, car reporters. Chris Sigler is hiring car reporters at Maniac. We're hiring a junior reporter in Silicon Valley. And we're hiring a staff photographer, which makes me very excited. So that's TheVerge.com slash jobs. Um, you can find us on iTunes, iTunes.com slash verge. I don't know how you want to rate this episode. Maybe just, maybe just hold back. Actually, no, no, hit it, hit it. I, I figured out what you should do. Go to iTunes, give us the five stars and then hype check something in the style of Caitlin Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> in your review. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean hype check Caitlin. I no. mean in the style of Caitlin. Yeah, yeah. Offer it a, a very precise number and then. A bleak and depressing the, reaction. Yeah, this is not <laughs> going to go well for us. Um, we have two other shows uh, that you should listen to. Verge ESP with, with Emily and Liz, which is absolutely great. Uh, and What's Tech with Chris Plant, which is also absolutely great. All at the, uh, iTunes.com slash The Verge. Um, Caitlin, I promised people your Twitter handle. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, it's, it's K underscore Tiffany 18. There you go. Nice. I'm telling you, one of one of my favorite Twitter experiences at The Verge. Uh, Dieter is back on. I'm reckless. Jake. Jake underscore K. Yep. My man. Jake, I, it's so shocking that you've never been on the show before. You should be back. Um, gladly. You know, I'm right upstairs. Yeah. The two of you. We're just going to have a show with the two of you. It's great. Anyway, that was it. That was Vergecast. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you for surviving this with us. Thank you for waiting in line at Comic-Con with Jake. Thank you for going to Pluto. Thank you, Outer Space. Goodbye. Rock, Rock and roll. Bye. <laughs> 